Welcome, friends, to Sacred Silence. This is Sue Ellen Jones, and this is the month of January, the month of beginnings. This month, we are going to um, really dedicate a bit to the 2020 idea uh, to help ourselves and facilitate our meditation and to make it all that it can be. Please use your essential oils. I'm not here to tell you which oils to use. Use your own intuition. Be drawn from within to the oil of your choosing. They are all powerful oils that work at a, really at a deep, deep level uh, to cleanse toxins and all of those things in the physical, but also in our spiritual life to make a way for oxytocin and for the happy hormones to flow, serotonin and many others uh, to give us chemicals that allow us to have a happy thought. You may message me and there's a something you can click on in the Anchor app and I'm sure that you'll find a way to message in your other apps as well questions and whatever, I would love to answer. I'm so happy to do that. And I do send out gifts, small samples of the oils, uh, just to help you in your meditation. Stay with me as we have the ad coming up, and I'll be right back with a beautiful meditation 2020. Welcome to Sacred Silence. This is January the 6th, and I'm Sue Ellen Jones, your host. Today, we are beginning with a lesson. So the first uh, part of this meditation is going to be a lesson. If you would rather not listen to the lesson, you can forward to part two, and you can receive the meditation then. Shall we begin? What? is meditation and why should we do it? Well, I call it sacred silence because silence is not empty, but it is packed with information and possibilities. Silence is filled with energy waves carrying data and information. When we gather this energy into our energy centers, which we are all made of energy. We are all energy. The center builds us up spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Scattered energy is useless. And in many ways, because it's not operating energy, it defeats us and works against us. And we became deficient in life flowing energy. Like a staticky radio signal, the music is lost in the noise. The music is always there. It never went anywhere. But our antenna just isn't picking up the signal any longer. We are not in a position to receive the signal and the frequency. We are not matching signals. So, let's learn to bring all the energy home through the practice of meditation. Beginning with what is meditation? Is it a system? Is it a program with protocols to follow? Is it a lifestyle? 
steps. Meditation, a form of prayer. Is it difficult? And is it something we have to practice and strive for perfection to achieve success? Or is it simple enough that a child can do it? What does a successful meditation look like? Do we check off the boxes of the methodology, then rise from our rest feeling like we accomplished the meditation? Does a successful meditation feel good? Are there sensations in your body, particularly around your heart and your mind? And when we have finished our daily meditation, do we leave it and go back to our daily agenda? Or has our meditation altered, created, and changed our expectation to something less known and more open? Well, I believe meditation makes us aware of our subtle body energy and it positions us to receive that energy. In China, they call it qi. In Western Christianity, we call it dunamis, Holy Spirit power. In Japan, they refer to this energy as prana. And still, there are many, many more names. But if you investigate, you will find much similarity. My thought is, We should learn from each other. Meditation is inner stillness and inner peace. Inner stillness and inner peace reaps bountiful blessings. Is it achievable? Yes, and it's super easy. Children can easily meditate and do. I've led them in meditations, meditations so profound that when the adults return to fetch their children, The children were still in a meditative state and not so willing to get up and leave with the parent. These were children brought to me because they were disciplinary problems. I don't think so. (laughs) But for adults, initially, in the beginning, meditation could be a challenge. I don't practice any systems or protocols, but I do follow my intuition. That is my uh, bell ringer. I have a feeling, and I feel good and right about doing something, like whether sitting still, standing up, all the ways in which that we can go about a method. But I only do what I feel is right for me at that moment, in that very present moment. And so having read many different things about meditation, I have a lot of those um, in my tool belt. And oftentimes I will find one that's never been shown to me before, and I do that. It was whatever is shown to me is the right one for me. Prayer and meditation can go together. They can even complement each other. Prayer will make known the need. For instance, Let's say your child is sick. You know the child is sick, so you're going to pray, and you're going to ask God to heal your child. That is a worth worthy thing to do, a good thing to do. And it is something God says you don't have because you don't ask, right? <laughs> but once you've asked, you should not continue asking. And that's where meditation comes in because meditation will see the answered prayer. So when you sat down to meditate, 
for this child, you will see them in your mind's eye, in your imagination, a picture of your child healthy, whole, doing what they can't do when they're not healthy and whole. And you will carry that with the accompanying emotion. Well, if your child is healthy and whole and doing that which they cannot do when they're not, how do you feel? You feel pretty happy, don't you? And you feel joyful. And you also feel gratitude and grateful and great thankfulness. Thankfulness. In meditation, we release all of that. We release pure faith, believing in the finished work. The child is already healed. The child has the possibility right now, this moment of walking in perfect health. And above all else, in meditation, we express extreme gratitude and thankfulness. Meditation looks like sitting, lying down, walking. It can be anything you like. You can be in the tub, taking a shower, out in the pool, swimming or floating. You can be in a car. You can be in a park with your children. It looks whatever you say it looks like. Meditation is a passionate desire, a pleasurable experience, and a powerful life-changing practice. It is not a practice we place on any to-do list. It certainly is never checked off like the same as do the laundry. Check. Because we're passionate, because we desire it so much, we look forward to our daily time of peace and quiet. Every meditation is successful. Yes, even the one where your mind was busy and it kept running away like a child at the park wouldn't hold your hand and stay with you. It just ran away from you all the time. But that's okay. You see, when we make these efforts, when we sit ourselves down, and when we are putting forth a really healthy, positive, kind effort to be still, that in itself has many benefits. So every effort is rewarded, and the benefits will abound. Health benefits, spiritual revelations, inner peace that passes understanding. Knowing. Knowing is an inner knowing. It isn't because you've been instructed, you read a book, someone gave you a lecture and you listened and took notes. Knowing is from the inside out. Meditation opens us up to knowing. Abundant living. Meditation will reward many benefits of grateful, graceful living. Personal futures will be created. Oh, I did say that. (laughs) Because as we meditate and become quiet and still, we begin to see ourselves as fulfilled, happy, perfect in almost every way. And now we are projecting into our future a fully fulfilled person, happy, 
perfect in almost every way. And this is creating and attracting to you a frequency of energy will match. Now, some people say, is this the law of attraction? Well, again, the law of attraction could be something we might maybe should learn from. The law of attraction is only saying that you get what you pay for. Well, isn't that what Jesus said? (laughs) I'm just saying. And in every, all so many modalities, it says that what you put out is what you get. Like begets like. Well, if we're putting out that we are perfect in almost every way and we're full of love and light and life, is that not what we will re- receive? Well, it's your question to answer for your own self. So beyond even that, we have over time, we are going to be getting better. It's just like going to school, right? First, algebra seems like a Greek foreign language. But after you've done a few, you can become more familiar and you accomplish it. Well, when you set yourself down by the scuff of the neck, perhaps, and you spend some quiet time, and you begin using those breathing exercises, which are so powerful because this breath is the breath of God in you. I can't tell you how important that is. And uh, it accomplishes what it is set forth to do. In Adam, it says, he received the breath of life and Adam became a living soul or a living being. How important was that? So we will become more intentional and more focused and much, much more quiet. Sometimes we just need to learn to be kind and compassionate with ourselves and with our efforts. Feelings of love and joy and peace will well up and overflow from your coherent heart and mind energy to others. Feelings that are accompanied by tingling or heat. We're amping up our energy frequency of waves of moving chi energy, moving the energy of God up and down our physical bodies via the meridians. These feelings of moving energy have power. They heal our minds, our bodies, our spirits. Love, joy, and peace begin with us individually, but then they extend to our family and our friends, our community. These feelings matter, and feelings should be exalted high and lifted up, not depending on our circumstances. Remember, Jesus slept in the boat in the midst of the storm. Oh, yes, the disciples were very concerned about that. Master, don't you care that we perish? Of course he did. But they didn't, had missed the point. They could just talk to the waves and tell the waves to be quiet. Eventually he did get up, and that's exactly what he did. This happened over and over again in his ministry, where people did not understand that the power he had, they had. 
He was in a body. They're in a body. He was divine. They had a divine Holy Spirit in them. Holy, You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's just a biblical truth you can take to the bank. Every meditation creates higher energy for you, for your home, for your environment, and for the people you love. Meditation conquers fear because meditation welcomes divine love. Divine love and fear cannot cohabitat. (laughs) They cannot exist together. Divine love and energy are the same thing. It's just different terminology. God is love, and love created all things. That's a whole heap, a lot of energy, eh? And once fear is conquered in our hearts and our minds, and love is flowing freely, then supernatural, out-of-this-world experiences begin to appear. Well, thank you for joining me for this lesson. And now, if you wish, you stay tuned, and we will have a meditation. Welcome back. This is uh, part two of Tuning Into Silence. This is the meditation. Today I'm going to, uh, we're going to keep it very, very simple. But remember, the power of the whole meditation is found in our quietness, is found in the quality of our quietness, and is found in the breath that we breathe. So it is very, very simple, but foreign to the Western mind. Today, let's just become a bit more acquainted with it and find that you will benefit, that it will have, uh, it potentially has the possibility of great benefit to you. So in meditation, we're going to find ourselves in a quiet place. And today, the best way I can think of to describe meditation is to use the example of water. As you think of water as it flows, especially off of a lake or an ocean, how it rolls in and it rolls back out. That, to me, is an example of a breath. It brings, and water is full of life. It's teeming with life. So as we do our breathing, I would like you to see the inhalation as a wave of, you could see it as as breath, as air, or you could see it metaphorically as water, like a wave coming in and you're at the shore. Your mind and heart are receiving the energy of that wave. 
And then on the exhalation, you see the wave going back out. And with it, it carries it carries sand, it carries things. Remember from our teaching that the silence is never empty. It's absolutely brimful, teeming with life energy. We wish to bring that life energy into our hearts and minds. And you're making room for it. And it's becoming part of you. Remember in the Bible, it says Jesus wanted us to have communion. And he always did it at dinner time. <laughs> He'd set his disciples down. And they would eat a meal. And then at the end, he would break bread. And he would pass around the broken bread and the wine goblet. It was always at a mealtime. A place where you're feeding yourself. You're nourishing yourself. And he would say, eat, drink, or eat. This is my blood. This is my body, which is uh, broken for you. Blood was shed for you. As much as you do this, um, you know, you, you remember this, the power of communion for all time. Well, when you see the energy coming in, it's yours now. It has come to you. It belongs to you. Take this energy, use that analogy or that allegory, eat and drink of the energy of the body of God, of the wave, of the energy that is in the world for us, that is in the universe for us. All of it, everything, every single bit is energy. Even the, the phone you're holding, but the table, the chair you're sitting on, Everything is energy. All right, so we'll find our little quiet place. And we begin breathing in and see that wave coming in. And it's carrying, it's teeming with energy. It's abounding. It's plentiful. It's bursting with energy. And it's coming to you. It's a gift. Receive it. Fill yourself up. And now let it go back out. And as it recedes away from your shore, takes with it the things you don't need. It's a cleansing wave. Breathe in. Let it cleanse you from the inside out. Exhale. Let everything go that is not serving you. Here comes the chi energy, the energy of life, the Holy Spirit energy. God breathed into Adam the breath of life, and Adam, mankind, became a living soul or living being. Breathing in. That breath of life, it see it in your mind's eye. It's going to every cell in your body. The oxygen is, is alive with the energy. And it's carried to every portion of your body. The temple is 
a vehicle or a vessel, and it is energized by the breath of God, its creator. Now we're going to do seven breaths, of which I will not comment. Breathe and provide your own picture, your own feeling of gratitude and gratefulness and thankfulness. Feel the tingling. Look for the heat to appear in various places. Feel deeply. This is the energy that is stamped with your name. Breathe seven beautiful breaths. Continue breathing the breath of God, the life energy in you as you, for as long as you will. <sighs> 